everyone. Welcome back to the Jamie Star Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode. So my guest today is an actress who got her big break on iCarly. She played everyone's favorite psycho and chicken lover, Nora Dershlet. My guest today is Danielle Morrow. So there are so many iconic recurring characters from iCarly, like Mrs. Benson, Tebow, Gibby at the start when he was recurring, Principal Franklin, Mr. Howard. Did you think that Nora Dershlet was going to be popular and like part of that sort fit into that like iconic recurring character like vault when you were like filming the show? Not at all. Not at all. It's funny because um obviously um when filming it I I wasn't an iCarly watcher. So I, I hadn't watched iCarly before. I knew of iCarly, but I had never watched iCarly. So um, I knew that it was a like a special episode where it was going to be an hour long. So I would get to work two weeks. And I was like, cool, I get to work two weeks instead of the regular one week. Um, but then that was it. And it premiered. And I was like, that's cool. And then I started getting emails from people like, this was the number one rated iCarly show. It did amazing. I, th- I could be wrong. I think it could have been around New Year's. I could be wrong. That could have been the second one. Um, but I, I, I was hearing from people that it just did really great in the ratings. But even then, I was like, oh, my gosh, that's so cool. I didn't necessarily think that it was anything about me I just thought it was a fun episode and it was a really cool experience and then I obviously was asked back Mm -hmm. to do another one and I was like cool okay and then when Sam and Kat had a show I was then asked to do that and I was like wow this is so fun and I got to and each time I was asked back the episodes were kind of these epic episodes too mm-hmm. they, they were usually like the hour-long episodes and there was always a major major fight scene so they were really fun really full episodes in my opinion yeah so I, I, I yes to answer your question I know I did not see myself becoming kind of one of these recurring characters so I feel really honored that people loved or hated Nora and <laughs> just enjoyed seeing her yeah screen. So I got to ask you about the chicken. What what was the chicken like when the cameras were rolling and did it behave? Did you have to do like multiple takes because the chicken wasn't cooperating? Yes, 100%. Um, and it, there were chickens. Oh, it was chickens. So chickens. So um, every episode I came back, there was definitely t- a lot of time in between. So it was always a different chicken, but there were they always brought in multiple chickens to see which one would sort of be the most comfortable with all the people. And as you know, with iCarly, the shouting and the movement, because that's a lot of stimulus to throw at an animal. (laughs) So um, they had to bring in a couple different chickens. Um, And I obviously had to learn how to hold a chicken properly, (laughs) like how to put it down properly and then, grab it because you have to put down its wings you have to like press its wings down Uh so when you're picking up it's not flapping trying to get away and then also I was told by the chicken handler that that kind of calms it down too Uh. Um, uh, one time one of the chickens laid an egg and it's crazy (gasps) So that's a fun 
It wow. wasn't during filming, but it was like in between a setup and the chicken <laughs> handling was like, oh, it laid an egg. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I guess, yeah, that's what would happen. That's hilarious. I did, that's so funny that the chicken laid an egg, like surprisingly. Literally laid an egg, yes. That's hilarious. <laughs> So in the I Still Psycho episode, was it hard not to, like, jump and, like, react when, like, in the part where Mrs. Benson and Tebow came flying into Nora's house on the motorcycle? I know. It's so funny because, yeah, that stuff you do because you know it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. It is in the back of your head, like, you can't react, but you know what's going to happen, so you have to tell yourself, don't react, don't react. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, now that I'm thinking about it, when that happened, it could have been the stunt person. It was definitely the stunt person driving the motorcycle. So there at least was comfort. If I was the one actually in the set while that was happening, I knew, like, okay, the stunt person, mm-hmm. instead of Mary driving the motorcycle, I knew at least <laughs> the stunt person was riding the motorcycle. Um uh, in so you knew they had control um and there's all you know what I will say too there's also so much going on because the fun thing about iCarly when you're filming on the day um the writers are so awesome and they'll throw out different jokes at you they'll throw out different things so I'm sure in my mind I was like okay what was the joke they told me to do? Okay, go over here. That I almost was like, I'm too distracted thinking mm-hmm. about the lines coming up that I have to remember. Yeah. To be like, oh yeah, that's coming in. Um, but I think it was a combination of knowing that there are stunt professionals mm-hmm. <laughs> who are maneuvering the motorcycle and also trying to remember the new lines. Yeah. <laughs> when you mentioned something briefly about uh Mary on a motorcycle, can you picture Mary on a motorcycle? I would have died of laughter. I thought I would have thought it would have been hilarious. I mean, she yeah, she doesn't strike me as someone who would be a, a motorcycle rider. So yeah, her on one, it, to me, just even the visual is very hilarious. Oh, it, <laughs> it is. Just watching that scene of her just on the motorcycle, whether it was a stunt Tebow or not, is Yeah, yeah. Just in that one scene she's like, Freddie! Like, I, it's, I mean, a lot of iCarly is comedic gold. Yeah. And even at 20, almost 21 years old, I still laugh at the same parts I laughed at when I was nine or 10. Well, that's what I think is so fun about iCarly, because they have jokes, obviously, that are very age appropriate for the younger kids that are watching it. Mm-hmm. And the wackiness is so fun for them. But there are jokes in there that make me laugh, have made me laugh, still, like you said, still make me laugh, because it, it it's one of those shows, and that's why I think it does, or did so well, and is still doing well, that you could watch it as a family. Like, parents watching with their kids yeah. could enjoy watching it, because it's like, oh, God, not this kid's show, where it's like, yeah. too wacky or too zany, but like, I'm also laughing and enjoying it as well so I think that's the really smart thing these writers they were writing really genuinely funny jokes that it 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 wasn't just like oh this is a joke for a kid for a kid show it was like no this Mm -hmm. is just a funny joke oh it oh absolutely it's hilarious so one of my favorite Nora scenes of all time is when you guys are in the court and uh 
they're just they're just like fine let her go let her go and gibby has the head and he's going to like the person who's like want to smell my head so when you saw that head for the first time my one of my favorite lines are when you say carly sam freddy gibby gibby's head will you come to my party like that whole like that's one of my favorites so i wanted to know what was your initial reaction to seeing the gibby head for the first time oh it was crazy i mean it's very lifelike you know that again that is what's so awesome about the iCarly team it's the behind the scenes people as well are so good at what they do the makeup artists the hair people the props department they are so good at what they do so when you see something on a script like oh yeah it's it's his head you kind of visualize what maybe you would do like a mannequin head or something but then when you see what they're able to produce and how lifelike it was and how it, I mean, in such a short period of time as well that they're given, it's incredible. And it is very creepy. <laughs> it was. When I saw it, I was like, oh my God, that's like a full on like Madame Tussauds ex. is, yeah. Of Noah. I was like, oh my God. It totally is. It's very, very lifelike. Oh, yeah. Well, what was it like bringing Nora back as an adult? It was really fun in a different way because um, coming on this this new, uh, it's not a new version. It's, it's just, I guess, the continuation, the, the grown-up one. Um, I didn't know what to expect, and I also was on before it had premiered so I couldn't even be like oh let me watch an episode and see what's going on like I think I filmed maybe their second week of shooting so they were all new too obviously Miranda Nathan and Jerry were back but it was everyone else was new Mm -hmm. new cast members new creators new writers so it felt um I I just didn't know what to expect, to be honest with you. I didn't know, like, is it going to be still that wacky element? Is she going to be more mature? Is she, I I just didn't really know. And what I loved about it is the, the new writers kept exactly who she was. Yeah. And I think they did a great job of this is what she would be like if she grew up, if she did go to therapy, if she did, (laughs) you know, calmed it, like she's still an adult, but there's, there. She calmed down a little bit, but there's still that Nora edge, that Nora weirdness. Yeah. I I think they did such a great job. And I, again, I had so much fun because it just was kind of, it it wasn't as like the dangerous side of her, I guess (laughs) is the only way I can describe it. Mm -hmm. It was almost like a sweeter side of her. And, um, she still got that, you know, she's still scaling the balcony. So obviously she's not completely normal, Yeah. Uh, but she, but she has a sweetness to her mm-hmm. more so now. And I, I, I really loved what they did with the character. Oh, I did I too. Fun with that. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I do want to ask you the scene with the spinny thing when they, when you lock Jerry in the spinny thing. Yes. Was he really, was it like a stunt person or something or other? Stunt person. Yeah, yeah. I think, if I can remember correctly, I think they had Jerry do it maybe once or twice on a slower mode. And then they had a stunt person do kind of the faster mode. And I don't know, like, this might be wrong information, 
they could have possibly, like, when they were editing the episode, even sped it up a little to make it look even Probably, faster. yeah. But it was, yeah, it was a stunt person who was the primary person. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I don't know how, if that was Jerry, I don't know how he would, how he did that without dying. It, like, he wouldn't have been able to shoot for no. maybe two or three weeks. So they were like, you know what, we need a stunt person who knows how to do this stuff. Yeah. It's crazy what stunt people know how to do. Oh, it's amazing. And credit to the iCarly stunt people because they had to do a ton, a ton of things. And they were always like, yeah, we can do it. Like, I'm like, okay. Falling off buildings, uh, yeah. spinning. They were just like, sure, sure, we can do it. <laughs> That's amazing. So I have to ask you, because I'm sure a lot of people already know this, but for those who don't know who are like just discovering iCarly listening to this, your husband, uh, Jeremy, who was Lubert the Cranky Doorman, I want to know what are some of your favorite Lubert moments from the show? I, okay, it's funny because, again, before I was on iCarly, I never watched iCarly. Right. So when when Jeremy and I met and started dating, um, it was sort of around the time when iCarly, the show, the original show, was about to end, and they asked him to come back for, I think it was the finale mm-hmm. that he came back for. Um, so I got to actually go on set and visit him and watch him act as Lubert, Mm -hmm. um, for the finale. And it was, I just remember being like, this is so surreal, like, that I'm here watching this and watching him in action and, and how he does things. And I just, he, cause he has to do a lot. It's like a lot of screaming. (laughs) It's a lot of physicality, just things I, I couldn't do. And I think that Jeremy is, in my opinion, one of the funniest people in the world. He's Mm -hmm. able to improvise and do things physically that I just have never seen before. And adds, like, you'll see a funny scene, but then you throw Jeremy in and it is elevated. In my opinion, it's elevated (laughs) to a whole different level. And it's, to me, it was really awesome just seeing him in person, kind of filming the scene and seeing what he would do and working with props and just sort of being in the moment. And it it was just, it was really, really fun. And interacting with the kids too, because he had been on obviously way more episodes than me Mm -hmm. and had known those guys since they were really young. Right. Um, So it was, it was fun to see him interact. Oh, yeah. Genius. And the fact that he, his vocal cords just didn't, like I know like he didn't lose his voice after every episode he did because all Lubert basically does is scream and he did lose his voice after every filming I think now for some reason when he was younger he could kind of push through it I think now like when he came back he did say I can't do as much screaming Mm -hmm. so there might be less screaming I guess that's the only thing I can say yeah anything away yeah yeah How would you, as Danny, react if you had a fan like Nora, who was like Nora as to the iCarly trio? Ooh, I guess restraining order, maybe? Because <laughs> um, even though I love Nora, like, I, I think that she is such a sweet character, and there's something really vulnerable about her, and and she just, at the end of the day, wants friends and wants to she really wants 
to have friends. But as we all know, she crosses a lot of lines. She crosses yeah. a lot of lines. And um, even though I love her, if ever that was a real thing, I would say, you know what? Um, restraining order. Yeah. Would be an appropriate response to you. <laughs> yeah. Over the years since iCarly has ended and maybe even like dur- like in between or maybe over quarantine or any part of time after iCarly ended, did you have you gone back and watched any of the Nora episodes? I actually I my son who's four, um I I showed well actually when they asked me to come back for the, the re- revival, mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, I, I should rewatch this because you do forget you're like I want to make sure like the voice is right and the physicality is right so I was like I, I do need to rewatch these episodes so I wanted to show my son too just to be like look at mommy mm-hmm. and this crazy character so yeah I did end up rewatching um a couple scenes of different episodes of her to get back in the Nora um, yeah world uh, yeah to prepare for the revival yeah it was, it was fun watching that oh totally especially now what eight nine years later maybe even 10 at this point yeah possibly more possibly longer yeah i know I, the first one's gotta be at least 10 years i think longer or longer I think even longer um Maybe not too much. Yeah, but I, I think it's even more than 10 years, which is crazy. Yeah, that's wild. It makes me feel old. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How was working... So you also did a uh, little guest spot on one of my favorite Disney shows, Good Luck Charlie. Yes. How was working on a Disney show for that one episode of Good Luck Charlie that you did different from, like the Nickelodeon sort of vibe was like the vibe on set different or did you see any similarities? You know, I think in, I think it just had more to do the difference of the type of show it was versus like it being a Disney or Nickelodeon show, because Mm -hmm. every set you go on, whether it's another Nickelodeon show or another Disney show, it's, it is going to have a different vibe. Yeah. run by different people it's different writers different showrunners different directors um and and things like that I think probably the main the similarity is they both were that sitcom format so the schedule is very similar you get have your table read then for three or two days you have rehearsal and then you the rest of the week you have your shooting schedule Mm -hmm. um so in terms of that it's that similar as any sitcom would be. So that's kind of the fun sitcom schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, the difference I will say is when I went on iCarly, it had been on the air for a few years. And I don't know how long, but it had at least been successful for a few years. Mm-hmm. And um, there was, so- and the people on iCarly, they worked together before. They, they mm-hmm. The cool thing about that is, they all kind of go from show to show yeah. together. So there is a real family unit. Like everyone knows each other. Everyone's kind of not relaxed, but feels comfortable around each other. And right. really good for their job and stuff like that. And with Good Luck Charlie, I'm almost positive this was 
the first season I was on for them. And weirdly enough, I got on the episode, I think my first day of shooting was the episode they didn't know if they were coming back for a season two. Or not Good Luck Charlie. Um, uh, What was the show? Was it Good Luck Charlie that you were saying? Yeah. Or, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, I'm thinking of the wrong show. See, I already am, am mixing. I was thinking Nikki, Ricky, Dicky, and Dawn. Oh. Uh. Good Luck Charlie was, no, Good Luck Charlie had already been on. So I- ignore that. My bad with that. It's okay. <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm still having my coffee. It's okay. <laughs> totally. I'm so sorry, Jamie. It's okay. Um, <laughs> but the similarity is still the same. The difference was, yeah, just like it's a different cast, a different energy. They were all super nice. Mm-hmm. Um, the biggest difference, this is a big difference. Good Luck Charlie was filmed in front of a live studio audience. iCarly was not. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, so iCarly has laugh tracks. So it's film sitcom style, sitcom schedule, but um, they don't have a live audience. And Good Luck Charlie does. So that was a huge difference Mm -hmm. because it felt a little bit more of that pressure. Like, oh my gosh, there's an audience here. Yeah, it felt like you were like on Broadway in a play. It did. It, it was, it brought me back to being like, oh yeah, this is what theater's like. Like, this is what I would be doing if I was doing theater. Mm-hmm. And what it was like when you do, when you do actual plays, mm-hmm. where you're actually performing in front of an audience. Because when you're doing something where there isn't an audience there, I don't want to say there's a safety net, but they're kind of it. Like, if you make a mistake, you don't have the audience looking like, oh my God, what? What happened? Mm-hmm. The, the audience is there, so you feel kind of that pressure. Like, I, I gotta get it right. Yeah. I, 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 I mm-hmm. totally got it right. So that was actually a really, both fun and bad, because it gave you that extra adrenaline of like, oh my gosh, a live studio audience, and you actually yeah. hear them laugh. You hear them react in real time to certain jokes. Right. Um, and, and things that work and things that aren't working in real time. So that was actually really a fun difference for me to do, um, mm-hmm. to experience that. But did you, uh, did you, what did you love most about like being on the Good Luck Charlie set? I would say the director and the producers and the writers were really, really supportive. They had fun because my character kind of was this like bad actor mm-hmm. who was reading the script and they just like wanted you to have fun with thinking of the character and creating this this different character and they were also really welcoming to um suggestions from the actors especially oh, that's the, so cool. the actors who played the parents who obviously had worked a ton Mm-hmm. and on different tv shows and movies and so whenever they sort of were doing run through or that you know what this isn't working can we do this they were really receptive like absolutely let's do this which i always think is a great sign of a great production yeah you have people who are are receptive to the actors as well and mm-hmm. just like you know what if they're not feeling it something is feeling unnatural Let, let's rework that so i i personally think that's always a good sign 
when um, you have that really comfortable back and forth. Like they, yeah. they will listen to an actor and an you know, it's just a fun dynamic. Yeah, I love it. So I have like some fun questions along the way because it's probably not too often that you ask like fun questions about yourself outside of like acting. Yeah. So have you ever Googled yourself? I have. I, I'm trying to think. I I think I did when um, the iCarly episode first came out, the first iCypho mm-hmm. came out and it was doing really well. And I was, I was wanting to see what people were saying about it. Yeah. And, uh, their, their reactions to it. Cause again, I didn't know. I just thought this was another episode. I was just like, yeah, it's another like, well, episode. one and done. Yeah, totally. So I didn't realize that it, it was going to be this big thing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I wanted to, to see what, I don't know, people were saying about it. Yeah. What's the first app you open when you wake up in the morning? Probably TikTok. <laughs> it's okay. My mom is the same way. My mom, my mom is addicted too. Like I don't. I was very much like I am not getting on TikTok. I do not get it. I cannot, you know, get on board with another platform. And then I got on, and I am like, I am addicted to TikTok. Does Jeremy ever make fun of you for being addicted to TikTok? Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Like I'll be doing. Like, I'll be like, um, Jeremy, can you, uh, I'll be back in like five minutes and I'll be in our room and he'll come in and he'll see me like with my light and my camera and be like, "Mm, okay, you're making a video. I'm like, yes, I am. (laughs) Give me five more minutes. (laughs) Does your son want to be in your TikToks or is he like, I'll I'll pass. He he always asks, he's like, I'll do a TikTok with you. Let me, let's do some TikToks. Like he doesn't, I never show him TikTok and I definitely don't want him on tiktok um but um no shade to tiktok obviously i love mm-hmm. tiktok but um i clearly have an addiction problem with tiktok and would not and just want to kind of prolong <laughs> until he's on addiction train. i love that you like tell jeremy like i'll be back in five minutes when really you're in- <laughs> to try to um i have i have a phone call i have to do i'll be back <laughs> uh, but it's I tiktok what is your favorite holiday halloween Ooh. Mm -hmm. halloween 100 percent. christmas a close second but 100 percent. halloween has always been my favorite holiday it could be like my birthday's in october so Mm -hmm. it could be that could like i when i was a kid i always had halloween themed birthdays yeah um but there's something about halloween when it gets to October, there is a feeling that comes over me that I'm like, yes, Halloween, it, it lifts me up yeah. so much. It's like the start of the holiday season. I love all the Halloween decorations. I love Halloween show. I just love Halloween. Do you deck out your house? We do. Yeah. We Well, it's funny because uh, we just moved, so we did not... I tried to get as many decorations as possible, but we, we didn't go as crazy as I personally would like. Um, but, but definitely do. Like I go to spirit Halloween store. I get like every cheap plastic Halloween decoration for like 
$50 and I'm just like, it's mine. I need it. And I, I just love it so much. Does Jeremy and your son love it as much as you do? Yes. Jeremy, I don't think cares. I think he has fun with it. Yeah. My son loves it too. I was a little, you know, as he gets older, I'm always like, oh, I don't know if he, how scared he's going to get of certain, because when he was a little baby, it's like, they don't really know right scary or not. And as he gets into, you know, just like he's growing up, I'm just like, I don't know if these decorations around town, like, will scare him. And luckily... They don't like he wanted to go to a spirit Halloween store and I was like, Oh my god, we'll go during the day. But I already was like, I told him, you know, if anything's too scary, we'll just go. Let mommy know. Cause spirit Halloween stores are like I can't I can't up. even go in there. I'm such They're a chicken. Scary. No, they are very scary. And they have all those like um you know, things where you step on a button and something jumps out at you and, and it's like legit. I cannot go in there like yeah. at all. Like I will have a panic attack if I go in there. I completely agree with you. And I, that's when I was like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? And I was like, okay, we'll go up, you know, if it's too scary. And he had so much fun in there. Like he would step on those scary things and be like, ah! and, like the adrenaline. I was like, okay. Um, he would get like masks that are like, What's that movie? That scary movie? It? Like, what? There were a lot of it, but it's like one night where you're allowed to murder everyone. Nightmare on Elm Street? I don't know. Nightmare on Elm Street. Oh, gosh, I'm so sorry. I'm blinking. It's like one of those movies where it's like one night you're allowed to just murder people. Friday the 13th? I don't know. It's a a newer one. Oh. Anyways, it's like very scary, but it's like a saw or something. And they had like weird demented masks of people like out um and, and he was just like i want this halloween and i was like oh my god <laughs> what did i, I think you're not scared, but you're also super not scared <laughs> that's for a four-year-old that's impressive to go in there and I, I know i know so he yes to answer your question he also loves halloween i love it so one question i love asking parents because i think this question is absolutely hilarious is what is something your child is into that you think is really annoying Ooh, that's a good one. Oh my gosh, let me think. Um, you know, <laughs> it's not, it's not like so. Kids have so much energy. They have so much energy. It's shocking. So they, I would just say. He's not into relaxing. Um, so that's hard for me. Like he's not into, oh, let's just have a little quiet time and read a book or something like that. So it's more what he's not into that is very shocking to me and hard for me to deal with. That he, he's just like, no, let's do this. Now let's pretend to be this. And which I love. I love his energy and his imagination. But I'm also like, isn't there a little part of you that would like to take a nap right now? Take a nap or sit and watch YouTube videos or something? Yeah. Uh, what is your guilty pleasure? Mm. Well, I mean, I love, love Bravo shows. I love all the Real Housewives shows. 
um, if I could have just a full day to watch all my Bravo shows, that would be so fulfilling to me. I, yeah. Lounge, Postmates, and watch Bravo show. Do you like Bravo? Yeah, I mean, I was a, used to be a big Vanderpump Rules person. I've actually interviewed Sheena and Kristen. Yes. Oh my gosh. I kind of need to know everything about that. Oh, absolutely. I will I will dish everything. All I will say on recording wise, after we're done recording, I'll tell you way more. But I will tell you Kristen Doty is one of the most misconcepted human beings I've ever met in my entire life. Really? She has the biggest heart. She has a heart of gold. She's one of the nicest people I've ever met. I got to hang out with her when she was in town. I She did uh, like, a com- like a stand-up comedy thing, and we got to hang out for a little bit. And it was one of the great, one of the coolest experiences I've ever had in my entire life. That's amazing. I would love to hang out with Kristen Doty. Uh-huh. And, and then once upon a time, so when I went to L.A. about oh my god, like eight years ago at this point, I went for my bat mitzvah instead of having like a big party, and we oh. ate at Sir, and Kristen oh. was our waitress. Oh my god! And when I hung out with her a few years, like two years ago, I showed her the picture, and she oh. was like, oh my god. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. She could, And she was dating James at the time. When you went to Sir? Uh-huh. She, no, 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 no. She was, so when I, when I went to Sir, she was still dating James at the time. Okay, okay. And it was the spring before Sheena and Shay were going to get married. <gasps> Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. We were there at a great time. Yeah. Katie. peak time. Katie was there, but Katie wasn't very friendly. I could see that. I could see that. Katie. I still love her, but mm-hmm. I could definitely see her being over it. Not yeah. Being, yeah. Yeah. Katie wasn't very friendly, but Kristen, like, Sheena was in the lounge working, and Kristen okay. brought Sheena over to our table, and Sheena talked to us for like 10 minutes, told That's us amazing. it was one of the coolest experiences ever. But like, it's at- like Disneyland. It is like adult Disneyland <laughs> going to Pump or Sir. Just like, oh my gosh, are we going to see the characters? Like, are we going have to? Go- have you gone to any of those? Re- oh, yeah. I went to. Um, I went to Tom Tom. I went to. Did I go to Sir? I think I did go to Sir. Yeah. No, I went to Pump. I went to Pump and I went to Tom Tom. No, no, no. I went to Sir and I went to Tom Tom. I did not ever make it to um, what's her upscale? Villa Blanca. Villa Blanca. I never made. I walked by it. I did. I didn't go in, but I walked I by. I had a dermatologist who was literally across the street from Villa Blanca, so I always would walk by and be like, "Hi, Lisa. <laughs> Maybe I'll stop in for a rosé." I love Lisa. I truly have a special place in my heart for that woman. I know. I know. I just, ugh, I love. Vanderpump Rules was so, that first season. I will stand by this and argue that first season of Vanderpump Rules was the absolute best season of any reality TV. Yes, I will say, there. I felt like this past season, I only watched a couple episodes, but without Jax, without Stassi, without Kristen, I felt like a huge chunk of the show was missing. I agree. I sat, I totally agree. Especially because 
they it would have been so cool because they all had babies they it would have been so amazing to see them be moms or dad you know and jack's a dad and Brittany and mom like that parenting journey together and their craziness like i was like no we missed out on so much with them but yeah i agree there's just something missing it's lost that kind of magical yeah spark that it had because there's just a dynamic between all of them that that is why it makes it so good mm-hmm. totally are there any movies or tv episodes that you can quote because you've seen them so many times oh my gosh okay well probably the biggest movie that was the first movie that i remember seeing multiple times having the vhs of was clueless that for me, I don't know, I was very young when it came out in theater, and I remember going and being like, oh my god, this is the best movie, and then I saw it again in the theater, and then I was like, oh my god, this is the best movie, and then when it came out on VHS, yes, I'm old, um, I, I had it, and I would just watch it all the time, I love Clue, I haven't seen it in a while, mm-hmm. but I just remember that movie made such an impact on me. Yeah. It was, it was just one of those movies, like, visually, as a young girl, I was like, this just is so appealing to mm-hmm. me visually. Um, story-wise, again, kind of like what you said with watching iCarly, the older I got watching it, I saw it in a different life. I understood certain things that I Right. That's like me with grown-ups. That's like me with grown-ups. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that, yeah, I would say that, movie um was was really really fun and tv show wise again i think as a kid there were two tv shows that i would always quote for like um in living color my i remember my brother and i would always watch in living color Mm -hmm. and we would love reenacting the sketches that they did Mm -hmm. on there um and making my mom laugh and just like not probably very good reenactments right we just reenact them and just make my mom laugh and I just remember that being so much fun um and family matters when I was a kid I did a pretty mean Steve Urkel I was just gonna say isn't that Urkel yep it sure is it sure is I just saw this thing on Instagram it was like the four Steves that raised us it was steve from blues clues steve Irwin, steve urkel and there was one other one that i don't remember because i've never i don't think i've ever seen them before oh who knew we had so many steves i know so important to us i know what or where would you like to see yourself by the end of this decade traveling more that's for sure because that's sort of halted with covid yeah um so traveling more um writing more um creating more of my own projects i love it and um producing things so i think yeah i think writing more my best friend and i have been writing forever together and that's so cool we there's just, yeah, I just feel like we have a lot of projects that we we are hoping, you know, 
Yeah. So I would love, I would love to see that happen and just continue to work with her and, and yeah, produce things with her. What is a fun fact that not a lot of people know about you? Um, I guess, oh, this, I guess is kind of a fun fact. My first name is actually Catherine. Ooh. But I've never gone by Catherine. You've always. Yeah. I, when my mom, uh, gave birth to me, they were going back and forth. They always liked the names Catherine and Danielle, but they didn't know what order. Mm Mm-hmm whether it was going to be Catherine Danielle or Danielle Catherine for my name. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when my mom gave, I guess the doctor, according to her, the doctor asked my dad, what's the name? And my dad said, Catherine Danielle. So that's what was put on the birth certificate. And my mom was like, um, no, we're doing Danielle Catherine. So I was never called Catherine. I was always called Danielle, but legally I'm a Catherine. That's amazing. That's amazing. Once again, I've been talking to Danielle Morrow from iCarly. I will see you all in my next episode where I'm chatting with singer-songwriter Lizzie Zybert.